Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Trot's Talk. Live the dream. Get involved in harness racing today. NZ Harness Racing. Visit hrnz.co.nz. Good morning, happy Sunday, welcome to Trot's Talk here on SENZ, Michael Guerin and Greg O'Connor and a whole bunch of guests and a race replay and a chance to win money, joining you right now for the next hour. It is getting hot in harness racing both north and south and the machinations of the race by grins are starting to get very interesting. Another contender joined us yesterday from Victoria, Triple Eight. We'll talk about him shortly with Greg O'Connor. But we had the best Alexandra Park racing night since late May last year. And the club and the track have had their issues. But on Friday night, we had a really fun night at the office and Greg I think the best horse in the race won the Woodlands Northern Derby but it maybe wasn't the best run in the race because runner-up son of Mac was excellent behind Merlin good morning to you yeah very good morning to you Michael I think you summed that up beautifully it was a great night at Alexandra Park and uh, son of Mac's defeat to Merlin uh, gee there was so much merit in that looking forward to talking to both Zach Butcher about winning a derby and a derby he very much wanted to win with Merlin and also Kyle Marshall uh, about the middle of the show up past 11 this morning we have a chance to talk to him about the performance of his star three-year-old but also What's ahead of him this week as his, he makes his way across the Tasman to set up a new stable? Yes, Merlin won the derby. It's been won by some great, great horses over a long period of time. I think it was Barry Purden's eighth training success. This one shared with Scott Phelan. That's your chance to win some money today. A $50 bonus bet courtesy of the TAB. Get your text in to double eight. Double three. We need your name. You should know that, even on a Sunday morning. Your TAB account number, most of you should know that. And the code word for today is Merlin. He won the derby. He deserves to be our horse of the day. He's also won two harness millions. And considering it is only March of his three-year-old season with nine months to go until he turns four, he could rack up an incredible three-year-old bank balance with those three major victories so far. Zachary Butcher is going to join us shortly, but soon. We're going to give you the replay, the highlights of this derby on a night where the leaders tended to get home and the marker pegs were the place to be. Often that's the case at Alexandra Park when racing in the best races. But it wasn't a race that panned out as we thought. Many thought Merlin would lead, hand the lead to stablemates sooner the better, and they would lead trail. 
Well, Zachary Butcher had other ideas. He retook the lead, but probably wasn't expecting to be attacked by Tony Hurley on Son of Mac, who came looking for that lead and would not take no for an answer. So after a very busy early shuffle, then our leading driver, Blair Orange, came and got involved with Sherlock and also had a dig for the lead. There was a lot of pressure that set up a 318 derby or three minutes 18 second derby producer dude robbie's going to give us the final stages of that shortly but not only does merlin have a new zealand derby which is still nine months away for him to be aimed at he has a queensland derby and greg before we listen to that replay uh good to see him in queensland and to be perfectly honest good to see the purden brothers traveling again because People know for a long time I've thought the best version of Australasian harness racing is when the Australians and the Kiwis get together, and we haven't done a lot of that recently. But Merlin going to a Queensland derby and a rising sun and maybe Barry's brother Mark taking a self-assured type horse there for the Blacks of Fake, it's going to make a long harness racing winter just that little bit more interesting. Absolutely it is, Michael, and what they've done in Queensland with their carnival, uh, they've increased the prize money again, they've got some trotting features as well, uh, and having a horse like Merlin there, having him draw the inside barrier, being a three-year-old taking on the older horses in the Rising Sun, um, he's a legitimate chance. He's uh, already proven that with his record to date, and um, obviously owned by Dean Shannon, I'm sure that uh, you know, has a big part to play in terms of getting him to Ladbrokes Park, which is uh, one of his companies that have got right behind Queensland Harness Racing and Albion Park. So it'll be awesome to see Merlin go there and have a crack at the rising sun. But you would think, unless there's a leap to fame in the mix over there, um, he'd be awfully hard to beat against his own three-year-olds. Okay, let's go back to the replay of the Great Northern Derby, the Woodlands Northern Derby, because we're having a few problems getting hold of Zachary Butcher. He lives in an area where sometimes the phone reception is not the best. We will get him throughout the show. We'll try and get Kyle Marshall too, who has the runner-up. But here are the closing stages of the Northern Derby, and the young gun of Alexandra Park, Zachary Butcher, up against the king of the park in Tony Hurley down the straight. Son of Mac from Sherlock Merlin and sooner the better. Sinbad to the outside. They come for home now. Son of Mac Merlin. Sooner the better down the outside. Coming home strongly. Sinbad. Son of Mac Merlin on the HR Fiskin passing lane. Drives through now. And Merlin. It's going to be a magic derby win. Merlin gets the win. For a Zachary Butcher. Second son of Mac. A gallant run. They were followed then by... At the line, if you're watching on trackside, it didn't look like he got home by much, Greg. But when I spoke to Zach, and again, we're hoping to get him inside the next hour. He said Merlin actually pulled up, got to the front, and didn't pull up in a cat sort of way, like I don't want to win. Pulled up and are like, oh, well, I've done this before. I'm going to cruise. And he has done it before. He's had 13 starts now for 10 wins. So he's not an impressive winner to the eye, Greg. But when you see him up close, he's quite an impressive little horse. He puffs his little chest out and has a nice little bit of art major about him. Yeah, he's really well muscled up horse, isn't he? And yeah, a big win for Barry Purden. I think, Michael, correct me if I'm wrong, his last derby winner may have been Matai McKenzie at the turn of the century. I know you mentioned before the number of other derby winners he's had, the likes of Ginger Man, Hitchcock, Christopher Vance, Sogo, Godfrey, Homer. the list goes on and on. Homer. 
Holmes DG. Yeah, beat, Holmes DG. Holmes DG yeah, exactly. beat Christian Cullen in one of the great derbies of, of all but time. But I don't think he's won one since Matt McKenzie. Well, I must admit, I didn't look at that, Greg. I was busy floating around doing lots of on-track type <laughs> stuff. So that's a very interesting point. You may check that out. A man who probably didn't enjoy that commentary that much uh, is a guest. We're going to shuffle our guest around here today because... We're radical like that. Uh, Kyle Marshall, because he must be very proud of Son of Mac. But I tell you what, Kyle, it must be a strange one when you have a horse go that good and you get beaten by the favourite up the passing lane. It must be um, a, a, a case of what if for you as we say good morning. Yeah, good morning, Mick and uh, Greg. Uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, just beaten by, by a superstar. Uh, he had the good draw and... Yeah, we did a bit of work, and, and we're just over over the moon with our horse. Uh, so, he's, he's just getting better all the time. Well, so you should be. He's gone super. Just what did you think when you saw Tony just all out attacking uh, inside the first lap? It was a very un-Tony-like drive, and uh, it surprised me. I think it surprised Zachary as well. Was that something you discussed with him, or when someone's driven 3,600 punters, you just hand him the reins and shut up? Yeah, well, look, John, fourteen. I just I was quite happy to hand the reins over to to Tony Hurley, um, and I, just having the drives on the horse, I, I think, sort of put that in his mind that he, he's got a good horse, um, good horse to work with, and it's just the way he worked out. He he, he was uh, he warmed up lovely, he was spot on, and I think Tony just just kept going forward to sort of take luck out of the equation. Mate, this horse um, not only has people close to you in the ownership, but some of the, the Cambridge Galloping boys are involved in that. Do you find it's it's a bit of fun having different codes people around you? Like some of these guys, I presume you you might occasionally pop into the uh, the pub there on course at, at Cambridge, the clubhouse, and it's always good to get to know people um, from the other side of the the racing tracks. Oh, for sure. I've always had a good association with Ben for. Um Hey, Stuart, Sam Beatson, and Brian Henley. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good group that lads go trotting. But, yeah, a bunch of owners uh, really enjoyed the night Friday and uh, looking forward to what's to come. Kyle, you're only in your infancy in terms of your training career, and you're not that far off training 50 winners. And your driving was has been very good and not that far off a couple of hundred wins. But... Things are about to change for you and your partner Sophie significantly. In fact, they're going to change this week. Talk me through the process of, A, your idea of moving to Australia and, and setting up at Cranbourne, uh, but B, what what's the motivation behind that and, and what are you most looking forward to? Yeah, so at the moment we, we'll roughly take uh, five horses over and, and get them all set up um, and, and just... Just start off slowly, obviously, and, and get our get settled in, and and sort of phones always on, and and hopefully get a few more, and and just just give it a hundred and ten percent, and and try and make the the move worthwhile. Um, my partner Sophie, she's driving, and and I'll look to to start driving a bit more over there, um, see if I can pick up pick up a few drives just to just to get us started, and and yeah, who knows what the what the future will hold, but yeah, hopefully we make make something out of it. Yeah, sales coming up in April. I suppose you'll be heading there and and, and hoping to maybe get some some new owners. But this horse, uh, sort of Mac, has certainly uh, put your name in lights, if you like, and and hopefully that could catapult you into getting some new stock. 
Yeah, well, I had a good sa- uh, sale a couple of years ago. Um, I think we got six, and then the likes of Hugo Maguire, we, we sold him for good money, and and he's racing well over there. Uh, Cormac Leo was another one that, that won down south quite well. Um, so, yeah, the ones we picked out, we, we're over the moon with. Um, and, yeah, going to Melbourne sales and having the, the Vic bread bonuses is, is probably a... a better product to, to sell to new clients and then hopefully um, pick the right ones again and, and go from there. Kyle, what's this horse done for your training career? Do you reckon he's helped, uh, I suppose, shape the way that you train your horses? Because every young trainer's looking for a good horse and you've clearly got one here. Has he been easy to train or... Has he almost changed your philosophy around training in many ways because you've got such a, a nice type? Yeah, he's, he's definitely one of a kind. Um, yeah, training him uh, is, is a pleasure. He, he wasn't a natural two-year-old, and we had we had a few starts there where, where we had to had to get him sorted. Um, and then yeah, he's just come back as a great three-year-old, and then having that that race experience as a two-year-old has definitely helped him. With these runs, um, like doing what he did the other night, I don't think if we left him in the paddock as a two-year-old, he he would be able to do that. Um, but yeah, just just great to have have the force in, in the group ones, and and that's what you you're sort of targeting, and and that's what you want people to to see you in those races, um, and and getting a, a good return, and and having a lot of fun for the for the owners. Hey, Kyle. Do you like AFL? Because if you're going to go live in Victoria, they just bombard you with this stuff all day. And if you don't like it, it gets on your wick. So do you support it? Have you got a team? Because you're going to have to adopt a team if you haven't got one. Yeah, once I get over it, I'm, I'm definitely going to have to adopt the AFL team and give us something to cheer on and, and probably take our minds off racing for, for an hour or so. Well, mate, don't, don't adopt Collingwood because apparently that's the team everybody else who doesn't support Collingwood hates. Apparently they're top of the ladder, but don't adopt them. If you do want to adopt someone good, Melbourne have a guy who used to live in Greymouth called Max Gorn, who's their captain. And as you know, everybody from Greymouth's awesome. So that's my suggestion, Kyle, for what it's worth. That's, I'm just trying to help you out, brother. Okay, mate. No, I'll, I'll follow that, eh? <laughs> Kyle, uh, well done on Son of Mac. Well done on having him fit enough for a massive run on the derby. Uh, good luck to you and Sophie. It's a really interesting time in your career. Um, we'll let you get settled in over there, and when you train your first big, big winner at Melton, <clears throat> Greg and I will ring you up, because we like to talk to people who win, and uh, and we'll see how things are going, mate. But we wish you the best of luck, and thanks for joining us this morning on Trots Talk. Yeah, thank you very much. Really appreciate it. It's Kyle Marshall. He is off with his partner Sophie to live in Victoria in Cranbourne where the son or Mac goes. He may stay here for a while. He may go. I suppose it's up to the groups of owners involved. Now, we have an update on Zach Butcher. Um, he wasn't able to take our call because he was in the shower. Now, that makes me feel Only slightly Zach. weird yep. about ringing him when he was having a shower. But the good news is he's now clean. And we'll be talking to him at 11.30. A clean Zach Butcher will join us. But, yeah, I, Greg, I have the same problem all the time. I often ring Opie Bosson and he's in the bath and it just feels weird talking to another bloke when he's in the bath. <laughs> yeah, because, obviously, he's always, he has to lose all that weight on race morning. It's just like, nah, this is... Mm. The, yep. And I, when you message Zach Butcher and say, mate, we need you on radio tomorrow at 11 o'clock, you wouldn't just get in the shower at 11 o'clock, would you? Well, no. 
just arrogance, really. I mean, how, no. how dirty could he possibly have been? Anyway, forget about that. We're going to take a break here. Get your text in to 8833 because producer dude Robbie needs some help because he knows absolutely nothing about harness racing, although he is coming to the race by grins because who's that guy playing? Mitch James. Mitch James. Mitch James is playing. Apparently he's pretty good. I watched him on YouTube last week. Um, anyway, he needs some help because he has to give away $50 from the TAB. Um, that's another story. But he doesn't know anything about harness racing. So if you can text in your name, your TAB account number, uh, the code word is Merlin, and as always, because it's Sunday morning and it's quite loose, you can tell us absolutely anything, it could be completely made up, to try and get um, producer Ed Robbie to give you 50 bucks, and he's pretty gullible, so there's a good chance it'll work. After this, we've got the Southern Man segment, talking to one of the great guys in the South, uh, Bruce Negus, because they're racing today at Waimati, Omaru, and then a very clean Zach Butcher is going to join us about 11.30. I'm a Southern Man. I got the south in my blood, and I'm gonna be here till I'm dead well Yes, it is the Southern Man section on Trot's Talk, brought to you by HRNZ, and uh, staunch Southern Man is Bruce Negus. Morning to you, Bruce. Good morning, Greg. Thanks so much for your time on a busy uh, afternoon, or morning leading into the afternoon, because you've got horses in at uh, the Waimati meeting at Oamaru today. But I wanted to wind the memory banks uh, back, because on Friday night we had the Woodlands Derby, and a quarter of a century ago, yes, Bruce, 25 years ago, your little pocket rocket, Courage Under Fire, took out one of six derbies, of course, winning the Northern Derby. I suppose it seems like a lifetime ago, but, um, gee, it was an incredible time for that horse and for you in your life, it, it was Greg, and uh, uh, I was uh, learning how to apply my trade, and ended up land, landed that horse way, way before I was ready. And um, he was just so good that he overcome all the mistakes that that I made then that I probably wouldn't make now. Oh, you're pretty humble, Bruce. Uh, what did he win? Twenty four or something in a row. Um, yeah, he, he would have taught you a lot, I'm sure. Well, he did, but uh, there were an awful lot of things to learn about a good horse because not having had one that good before, you know, you think you're working them normally, but it's just not enough for a superstar, and and he had to be super fit to go like he did at, at that level. So I learned that. Well, you must have learned a little bit because since then, or up until now, you've you've trained well over 500 winners. So is it the search for another courage under fire? Is that what drives you? No, no, I gave up on that uh, many years. Sly Flying came along pretty quick afterwards, and he was nearly as good, but uh, I realised how, how blessed we were. That little fellow was just a, just a freak of nature, and, um, and trying to get another one like him, uh, you, you're never going to do it. No, I totally understand that. Right, let's get into what you've got in today because uh, a Sunday meeting on the grass, on the Omaru surface, and the first race at 12 minutes past uh, 12, and you've got a three-pronged attack in the amateur driver's uh, race. Let's go through them, starting with Mark Dunnett, who was placed during the week and uh, comes up with a handy barrier draw. Well, he'd been uh, not firing for a long time. We turned him out for eight months, and... I was despairing that he wasn't going to come back, but he, he started to look better. And the other day was a glimpse of what he what I, I thought he had in him, and he went a really good race. And 
had he been able to take the passing lane, which he couldn't because he was running out, and we've made a gear adjustment for that today, uh, I think he might even won that race. But he went a really good race all the same, and I think he'll go good today. All right, he's got a very good uh, grass track record. What about Phone Tap, who's drawn right alongside? Well, she does everything except win. <coughs> but she, um, she's capable of it with the best run. I don't see her getting that best run today. If you burn her early, she gets a bit fired up. And if you don't go out a little bit from barrier three, you could end up getting a, you know, it's being parked in that. So she'll have to go forward a little bit, but it's a tricky draw. Uh, but she's good enough to run in the money. I, I wouldn't think she would win it. <coughs> and Bruce, Fovo Gambler is the best of your three, in my opinion, and you thought enough of him to start him in the derby, won by a cooter, of course, and he comes up with the outside second row draw, Colleen doing the steering, so I see she's a part owner not only of that one, uh, but also Mark Dunnett, so does she get the choice, or, or does the trainer uh, put the drivers in? No, she doesn't really get the choice, um, but this particular horse was, uh, he's not that good on the grass, and a wet grass track, I and it's it's not it's not wet today, but it's going to be softish. Uh, I'm a bit concerned that he he's not as good on the grass as he is on the clay, and he's getting ready for the Reto final, and he has to race somewhere. And I thought this race would be um, not as hard as the the standing start race later in the day. Bruce, of the three, what could you suggest to our SENZ listeners uh, is probably the best of them in this race today. Well, as you will have noticed, Cheryl Wiggs driving Mark Dunnett and her strike rate is extraordinarily good. And the barrier draw and the fact the horse is on the way up, the very best version of him would probably be good enough to win that race. All right, that'll do us then. Uh, in the first, around $6. What about Classy Lincoln, race number seven? Uh, another good performer for you on Wednesday. Well, she, she went super and uh, she's very much... Uh, a work in progress. I think I think she's got enough ability to line up against the best mares in the 12 months' time, and to do that, we're given her lots of practice and lots of experience without trying to give her hard runs. And she didn't have a hard run the other day and went a 57 mile rate, but she did. She got on the bit, and we don't want her doing that all the time. But she's drawn three and inevitably will lead because she's got so much gate speed and she's hard to beat in front. So. In short, I think she probably will win. Yep, she's a $3 chance and has a very good grass track record. And a Buffy Northstains is really starting to develop into a handy sort of a trotter, isn't she? Well, she got speed, Greg, and it just took a long time for her to get her head around that. And now that she has, uh, and she wants to trot away from the unruly she does anyway, um, she's got real speed of a pacer when she gets a good run and... Uh, and uh, everyone knows how to drive her. You just sit in behind and, and hope hope she's handy turning for home because she's got a real sprint. And I think she's a chance today, a good chance. But it is a good field. Uh, um, it's a good field. Uh, a couple of them had hard runs at Reston and they're in it. And I would have said they're as good as her. All right. What's the best of your team today, uh, Bruce? I know you took Paige out. She was a winner during the week, so a double for you on Wednesday. But what what's the best in your mind, do you think? Uh, the best one, probably most reliable one, is Classy Link, but at the odds, Mark Dunnett, I, I wouldn't rule out any of them uh, winning it completely. Um, 
and and Paige had to be scratched because when she won, she went up a, out of that grade, so she was no longer yep. eligible. Yep, no, totally. Hey, always great to catch up with you, Bruce. Really appreciate your time today, and uh, to you and your team, good luck today. Thanks, Greg Boyd. That's him, Bruce Negus, a uh, man who's on track uh, as well to get involved there today at the Waimati meeting is John Morrison. Uh, morning to you, Johnny. How we going, guys? All right? Yep, excellent, thanks. Thanks for taking the time out to have a chat to us. Let's whip through your chances. Uh, I think in race number three might be your first one, Yariba. Uh, I think I'm actually on Maggie Do. Oh, so you I are too. Sorry, mate. I've just... Yeah, yeah, written yeah. that down wrong. Sorry, mate. Yeah. yeah, tell us about your chances then. <laughs> um, yeah, I drove it a while ago at Gore at the Christ, at Christmas time, and um, yeah, it wasn't a wasn't wasn't the worst. And I see it's got some not bad form. So this is the first time I've driven it since. So it's got a very average draw. So we'll be looking for a bit of luck, but hopefully it's there about. All right, trained by Alex Milne, of course. He's uh, no, not sure of of training a pretty nice sort of a horse. What about gliding high in race number four for Doug Gillespie? Um, yeah, no, he's not a bad horse, actually. He he has got a lot of ability. He's had a few tricks, and I actually sort of trained him for a while there, so he's back at Doug now. But, um, yeah, he's sort of a horse with a bit of a motor, but, um, yeah, he's just got to do everything right. He's got a motor that would probably say he'd win a few more than a maiden race, but, um, yeah, he, he went good the other day, and he's on the right track, so hopefully he can just behave himself. Johnny, we've got a really good field for race number six. Uh, Kingsdown Atom, you've found... Uh, the key to him, his performances on the coast were very good. Uh, he takes on Blue Rock Dancer and uh, Lester, who's racing really well. This will be a good test for you, coming off the 10 metres, but there's no question about his credentials, particularly on grass. Yeah, yeah, well, he's um, sort of, his, his form before that on grass hadn't been, it's been okay without being great, and then, um, yeah, he just seems to have been going real good on the grass lately, so... No, I don't know what to put that down to, but he's um, definitely got the form line. But, uh, yeah, it's sort of probably a wee bit of a jump. The hardest one, I think, would be Blue Rock Dancer there, really, because I think it is quite a nice horse going forward, that one. And uh, hopefully we can just get a one-run sort of job and have one crack at them. He sort of can't do any work, really, so we'll just sort of see how the races run. But he seems pretty well, but he, he may need the run a wee bit because I think I might have been a bit kind to him since his two wins, so he looks a bit pretty, but um, he might improve off the run too. All right, he's $3.80, Blue Rock Dancer two fifty, and Leicester at $4.50. Inside draw uh, for Matai Charlotte in race number seven. Um, from there, you should be able to posse up in a nice spot and uh, round the, the old Amaru track. It's a good spot to be, particularly if Classy Link, who Bruce Negus has just told us, is likely to lead. Yeah, um, I haven't driven her before, but she has seemed to uh, race well on the speed before, and um, yeah, Rory sort of gave me a couple of insights the other day on what she's like, so um, yeah, just with the one draw, hopefully just stay handy on the rail there somewhere, and um, hopefully getting a posse near the end. Yeah, Jimmy Carter's your drive in race number 10 for Phil Williamson. Pretty cool to put his colours on. I know you've driven this one before, but not for a wee while. Yeah, I, um, I was just looking through. I think the last time I drove him was at, uh, in a bog on the grass at Geraldine, I think, but I could be wrong. I might have driven him since. But, um, yeah, great to drive for Phil. And be if they've been really good supporters of mine for a long time, particularly when I was a junior. So, um, yeah, no, it's always good to have a drive for them. And, uh, but, yeah, he's an honest horse on his day. He, you know, if the right Jimmy Carter 
turns up and goes away, he's definitely a good chance anyway. Johnny, what's the best of your drives today, do you think? Um, there's sort of a mixed lot, really. I think there's, you know, there's quite a few there that are about even, but if I had to say one, I'd say gliding high, to be fair, just the way he went at Timaru. I think if he just done everything right, he, he would be the best one, I'd say. All right, looks a good each-way chance around the $6.50. Appreciate your time, Johnny. Very good. Thanks, Greg, and happy birthday out there. Great to get the thoughts of John Morrison and Bruce Negus, of course. Um, gee, Gregory, 25 years since Courage yes, Under Fire. Yes, correct. Yep. Man, that's going to go. make some of, some of our listeners are going to feel a little bit old after hearing that. And Wow. And <laughs> I, think, I think I was there for five of his derby wins. I saw him win yeah. the Northern Derby, New Zealand Derby, New South Wales Derby, Victoria Derby. And I think I was there when he won the Australian Derby. But I wasn't there when he won the Queensland Derby. So Courage Under Fire, maybe the greatest three-year-old body of work, even though we've had some other amazing three-year-olds along the way. We're going to take a short break here. Get your texts in to double eight double three. your name, your TAB account number, and the code word for today is Merlin. And on the other side of this break, we're going to talk to the man who drove Merlin to win the Woodlands Northern Derby. Coming up shortly, Zachary Butcher. Welcome back to Trot's Talk. Get those texts into double eight double three with your name, TRB account number, and a code word Merlin for the day. And a man who would love that code word is Zachary Butcher. He drove Merlin to win the Northern Derby on Friday night, and that must have been a good buzz, mate. It's a it's a big race for us here in the North, and you would have seen your father win it before, and and you would have seen Barry Purd and your mentor. Um, win so many of them before, and here you are. You're now a derby-winning driver. Yeah, pretty exciting. It was good to finally get that first one. Uh, Barry's given me uh, plenty of good drives over the years, and I haven't managed to uh, get one yet. So finally got that one over the line. So uh, she's been a couple of celebratory bears over the weekend. So, yeah, I'm really happy. Were you surprised by how much pressure there was early? I mean, I think everybody expected sooner the better to get across you, and then you retook, but... Not only Tony Hurley on Son of Mac, but then Blair Orange on Sherlock both came knocking inside the first lap. It was probably more willing than people thought it would be. Yeah, well, <laughs> that's the beauty of racing. You you never know what's going to happen out there. And when it's those uh, big races, uh, the element of surprise can sometimes be the winning of a race. And uh, it almost pulled off for Tony. You know, that was a great drive to his hand. It's what he did early. And, you know, he got the front and stuck, stuck on bravely. So... Look, it's one of those things you've got to be prepared for everything when you're out there, and uh, just lucky it went our way. You got him up the passing lane pretty quickly once Merlin got going. Then he sort of waited for Son of Mac. So for those of us who don't drive horses, can you explain how that works? Is it a case that the horse exhales and stops trying because he thinks the job's done, or does he just stay in front and think, oh, well, I'll just stay here and not run away from this horse? How does that feel through your hands when a horse like Merlin scoots to the lead and then sort of just waits? I guess in a sense, because it was the derby and I had won one, I did get a little bit nervous, but um, every other race he's sort of, I don't know, he just, like I said, I think he's won nine or ten now, he's, he just still wins them, you know, um, the ones he has. And he's either had hard runs or been storming home late. And it's just one of those things. He's uh, just such a well-mannered horse and does what he has to do. And, you know, I shot up the lane. I probably put a half-length, three-quarters of length on Tony and Son of Mac and, you know, had him shot the bits 100 out from the post. And, you know, I might have been better off waiting till 100 
um, before the post before I went, and I probably would have won by three quarters of the length. But uh, that's just him as a horse. You, you you learn them over time and know what they are and know what you have to do to hopefully win those big races. But like I said, he, he always seems to just put that head out at the right time. You've had a very good first decade to your career, but I think, and I'll be interested in your opinion on this, I think you're driving better now than any time I've seen you driving before. Do you feel like that? <laughs> Not really. Um, I don't know. I, a couple of years ago, uh, around the Sky Major, Max Mera, I was uh, going to the gym, I was eating healthy, and uh, I felt like I was you know, pretty sharp back then. I guess there's a few races here and there lately that I thought, you know, I could have done things different and better, but uh, I think that's the biggest thing. You know, I've always been taught you're only as good as your last drive, so uh, you've got to go out there and keep uh, trying to improve and make sure you're doing the right things uh, around at home and before the races to make sure you're spot on on the day. But I'll take the compliment, mate. Thank you very much for that. <laughs> Zachary, congratulations on your first derby success. You, your dad having won it with El Sue and All Heart and Change Over, so um, you've still got a couple to catch him, but just looking through your record, six and a half thousand drives exactly you've had. You're in the 900 win club now, 930, and you're not that far off joining that uh, exclusive club of a thousand wins. What would it mean to Zachary Butcher to achieve four figures and become the 28th to be able to do that? It'd been pretty special to be fair. You know, I haven't sort of really been much of a goal setter, but that was one of them. Um, sort of early on in my career, you see these guys that have uh, reached that club, mate. They're all just talented, talented people. So, I always thought if I was lucky enough to be able to get there one day, that'd be a huge thrill for me. So, um, hopefully, I can get there uh, by the end of this year. That'd be pretty awesome. But if not, uh, I'm sure we've got a few more years to get there. Zach, a couple of things that came out of the win on Friday night. Obviously winning it for Dean Shannon and the opportunity for the horse now to go to Queensland and race in the Rising Sun and the Derby there. But your great mate Whippet, who's a huge part of the Barry Purden Scott Phelan team, you could see what it meant to him, him coming out and greeting you with the horse on the track. Um, that was a pretty special moment for you guys. Well, 100% me and Whip, uh, Whip moved over a few years ago now, so we've been uh, very good mates for a long time and that's what racing's all about, isn't it, team? You know, those moments and, uh, you know, you guys know Whip, but a lot of people probably wouldn't notice his face and he's one of the guys that, you know, works so hard behind the scenes and, you know, all those extra hours of wrapping them, tubbing them, brushing them and feeding them and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, it's a lot of hard work goes into winning those big goes. So, you know, like you said, it was a big thrill for Whip and, you know, to do it for Barry and Scotty and obviously have Whip there out on the track and give him a big handshake and a high five. It was... Um, yeah, that's what uh, that's what racing's all about. That's what dreams made of. Mate, you drove a pretty good two-year-old uh, for the same stable and owner in Cold Chisel. I'm not sure he's the finished product yet, but gee, they've got some nice two-year-olds around them. Do, do you think he's the best of them? Look, I've driven him and uh, Escape Artist, and I couldn't have split them. Uh, they've got about as much speed as each other, and both horses that are, you know, probably six months away from really, you know, showing up and being their best. I think they've still got a little bit to learn. You know, they gawk around and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, it's nice to sort of have stock like that and have them poking through this early and knowing that you're going to have a, a nice year with them. So, yeah, uh, it probably just worked out for me. I ended up being able to slot into the trail. I think if you reverse the runs and escape hardest trails, you know, maybe he would have beat us. He got home pretty well. So I'll just take that the luck was on my side uh, that night and 
be happy with that one. But yeah, it's an exciting, exciting few months ahead with all these uh, you know young horses coming up and these big races. Okay. You mentioned big races that don't come any bigger than the race by Grins. It's $1 million and you drive Old Town Road. This is two and a half weeks away, April the 14th at Cambridge. What did you make of him the other night? Because you looked like you were just about to get winding up and then there was a check in front of you and you lost momentum at the same time copy. That was starting to disappear up the Alexandra Park straight. Are you happy with where Old Town Road is? Uh, yep, yep. I couldn't be happier to be honest with you, Mick. Um, look, he, you know, hadn't done a lot from his Hunter Cup third, and he had a couple of quiet trials where he just followed them around, and it was sort of the same again on Friday night. And uh, you know, admittedly, they still went two thirty nine and a bit, and he just probably got down the back a little bit easier. You know, I think it was closer to thirty, and he's ripped home in twenty seven and a half sort of thing. So, also like coffee that in front running those scores, it's always going to be hard to pick them up. And my guy gave me a feel like you know he just. He probably blew out halfway down the straight, you know, so he, he should should hopefully get better with that run. I think John's aiming him for the mile at Cambridge, and that should bring him on again, and hopefully by uh, Grin's time, he's uh, right at the top of his game. Mate, looking forward to it. It's, a, it's an amazing race. It's coming up in two and a half weeks, and you're on one of the favourites. That aside, away from the horses we've spoken about, have you got a horse you're driving at the moment that you like the feel of, that you think to yourself... This is going to pick up a win. You drove Dream of You, a trotter we both liked for quite some time the other day to win a race, and he seems to be improving. Is there one you've driven at the workouts or at Ray Green's where you work or for Barry and Scott that we should follow? There's one actually at lined up at Cambridge the other night. I thought I got home super against one of uh, Tony Hurley's one, the horse called Spirited Lou. Uh, he's, he was a little bit green. He's just starting to get the hang of racing now, but... He does give you a good feel on the way he got home off uh, quick times. He's probably a horse to watch over the next few weeks. Um, I know there's a good maiden graduate series for him, uh, Grins Night, which they might be aiming at. And uh, he goes there and gets the right sort of run. He's a horse with a bit of high speed, so he's one to look out for. Mate, we appreciate your time. Congratulations on the derby. Congratulations on having a shower at 11 o'clock on Sunday morning when you're supposed to be on the radio and taking your media commitment seriously, Zach. (laughs) Yeah, it was just a nice, relaxing uh, Sunday morning. I had a sleep in because... I enjoyed a couple of beers last night and celebrated with a few close friends with the, the big derby win. So sorry about that, boys. I'll be sharper next time, mate. <laughs> <laughs> mate, when you win a derby, you can do what you want. Oh, that's superb. Zach Butcher, who enjoyed his derby success. And I tell you what, we're going to take a break. Come back on the other side. Greg and I are going to wrap up winners today. Talk to Matt Peden from the tab about the race by Grins and also discuss what happened last night at Melton. Queen Elida had a win. She's not coming our way, but her trainer is, and so too is Triple Eight. Very fast lane coming up on the next part of our show to wrap up your Trots Talk on a Sunday morning. Welcome back to Trots Talk. You have five minutes to get your text in to double eight double three. Your name, your TRB account number, and our code word for the week is Merlin. Okay, across the Tasman last night, Bathurst Gold Crown was on. Probably doesn't affect your life much. Uh, also at Melton, we saw Queen Elida win the big Mears race there, and she was fantastic. Well done to Tony Barron. And the connections of the New Zealand-owned near Brent Lilly, her trainer, is coming to the north in a couple of weeks with Elder Baron Zeus. 
And he'll bring with him Chris Alford, the leading all-time Australasian driver. So that'll be fantastic to have them at the race by Grins Night for the trotting race and then more than likely through to the Row Cup. Also announced yesterday, the eighth runner for the race by Grins, Triple Eight, partially owned here, returning to New Zealand for Jess Tubbs and Greg Sugars, the trainers of Triple Eight. Potentially, they were going to seek Tony Hurley to drive the horse. He'll be driving self-assured in the race by Grins, almost certainly. And therefore, I would suggest Chris Alford may well be driving in the race by Grins. That's fantastic to have Puppet here driving in New Zealand 28 years after winning the Inter-Dominion on Golden Rain. So there's a lot going on there. Right, Matt Peden, TRB bookmaker. What does it mean? Who's our favourite for the race by Grins? And how are you guys feeling about the race? G'day, Mick and Greg. Um, look, there's a there's a bit of movement in that market. Before the before the run on Friday night from Copy That and, and Akuna and Old Town Road and Co., uh, copy that had been 550 to 480, but they supported him pretty strongly after that run. He was into 420, and late last night, another good push as well. So into 380 now. So he looks like he's going to start a pre-draw favourite. But in behind that, there's, there's, the runners are having a pretty difficult time sorting them out. Looking at the market, the our worst way is actually Nicholas Cage, who was really well back just before he was announced for that slot, and then probably for the day or two after. So he's sitting there at seventeen dollars as the best runner, but just a little bit of a, a fluid market at the top at the moment, probably until the barrier draw comes out. I'd imagine. Matt, morning to you. Uh, the other races that are available for punters at the moment, uh, many of them are focused around Muscle Mountain, who takes his place in the Fred Shaw this Friday night at Addington Raceway. He's a dollar forty. Are you finding with him and races like the Row Cup and the National Trot that many, many multis are going uh, on Muscle Mountain because he looks to have every race at his mercy? He's been huge through multis, Greg, and he was well back through multis as well with Sunday Sun. Well, prior to Sunday Sun's retirement, so dollar uh, forty now. I think he might be as short as a dollar fifty in the road cup as well. But um, look, the dollar forty, looking at what's around, might actually be a little bit of overs compared to what he'll probably start closer to the time. Yeah, free-for-all trot for him, of course, uh, on this Friday night at Addington Raceway, a premier night for them. What can you tell us about the Waimati meeting today uh, at the Oamaru Racetrack on the grass? Where's the money going? There has been a couple of uh, win movers, I've noted. Yeah, it's one of the more one of the quieter meetings we've got, Gregory, for a Sunday. But uh, I'm about to give you a, something we don't often have, and the best back runner on a on a Sunday meeting is actually in an amateurs race. And Millwood Indy, uh, Gavin Smith and Jordan Simpson combined, it's been four fifty to three eighty. And in terms of dollars invested, it's clearly the most popular runner on the card. So I've got confidence there that she's ready to show her best after probably a couple of a couple of average runs. Matt, we appreciate your time, mate. It's a busy time and there's lots of feature race markets open. You guys are doing a super job with those. Um, yeah, good luck today for the punters taking you on. Thanks, Mick. Good luck to everyone out there. Matt Peden getting the news there that copy that is now the pre-draw favourite for the race by Grins. That barrier draw will be two weeks tomorrow. The race, April 14th, is a sweepstake. You can go to cambridgeraceway.co.nz, $100 ticket. If you get a horse drawn for you and it wins the race by Grins, you get $50,000. Not quite 50000 
but $50 given to you by the tab today, courtesy of a bonus bet. Producer Dude Robbie, again, lots of texts. We appreciate people texting in. Who did you choose as our winner? What a segue. Broadcasting brilliance, they call that. Thank you. <laughs> um, well, as as you know, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to the race by Grins. Uh, one for the harness racing, of course. But of course. Mitch, Mitch James, of course, I'm very excited to go see. You know what's special about his name? No. He has two first names as his first name and his last name, right? He does. So, And the same initials as Michael Jordan. That's also true. Yeah. So Mike George is our winner Oh, as he follows that exact he same thing. He does too. Right. There you go. Okay, that's producer dude Robbie. Uh, that That's not uh, two first names at the same thing. It's actually not even his real name. That's us on Trot's Talk. Start betting today. All the odds available on trb.co.nz. We'll be back here next Sunday morning. Hope you can join us because it's a cool time of the year.